to the Principles of Success podcast. This is your host, Dr. Shana Henry. This podcast is for current or aspiring female school leaders and those who are supportive of their journeys. Each week, we will hear from passionate educational leaders. I will also share my reflections from over 15 years as a school leader. Together, we will talk about how to level up our schools and our leadership. Hello and welcome. Now, before we dive into today's episode, which by the way, I know you are going to love, I do have a favor to ask. As you know, my mission with this podcast is to amplify the voices and stories of our female school leaders. Would you please consider sharing this podcast with a friend? Just hit that share button and send the link. I would really appreciate it. My deepest, deepest thanks for your support. Now, I am so excited for you to hear from our guest today, Lynette White. Lynette is currently the communication specialist at Colton Joint Unified School District, and she loves all things social media, along with helping others understand how to maximize their social influence. Today, we are going to talk about why social media is a must for your school and strategies for getting started. Lynette White, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited too. I feel like I've been stalking you on social media forever. So this is like really (laughs) exciting to have you here. That's awesome. Let's tell our listeners a little bit about you. Do you mind sharing some of your background? Of course. So I've been in education since about 2009, which is crazy to me that it's already been 13 years. Education was kind of my second career. I was a an ROP kid or, or CTE now. So I went into the dental assisting pathway mm-hmm. and I later became a registered dental assistant. So that was my background. I loved it. It was really fun. The hours were super crazy. And when I got married and had kids, I decided to stay home for a couple of years. So that was my little break, I guess, from dental assisting. And I was, you know, momming for a few years and then decided I wanted to go back to work part time. And I thought, okay, you know, the best way to go back part time and have a schedule that's similar to your kids is education, right? So I looked up on EdJoin, I found a site clerk position at one of our local districts and was blessed to have the opportunity to work there part-time for a very short period of time before very quickly I kept getting promotions, which was such a blessing. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, I ended up as the executive assistant to the superintendent of that district, which is the 11th largest district in California. Mm. And it was there that my new career kind of began. Um, Working for him, uh, Jerry Almendarez is the superintendent, was really such a life-changing experience in the sense that his leadership allowed me opportunities to learn and grow in different ways that I never would have thought. At the time, the district didn't have a public information officer. And anyone who knows Jerry knows how big he is on social media. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) so he just kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said, uh, you know, kind of, this is going to be you, kiddo. So, Um, Let's, you know, explore this together. Yeah. So the fact that he was such an awesome leader that really wanted to promote growth from within his own staff is what allowed me to kind of spread my wings and grow professionally. 
So I ended up going back to school so that I could get my uh, degree in communications with an emphasis on new media. So without that awesome push and that awesome, you know, belief in me, I probably would have never done that. So for that, I'm forever grateful to him. I've since now moved to a new district to pursue a new opportunity in communication. So I'm no longer his executive assistant, but now I'm the communication specialist at Colton Joint Unified. And that district is just amazing. For those of you who don't know where that is, it's a district that serves about 22,000 students in San Bernardino County, uh, which is in Southern California. And the community there is incredible. I really found a very special home. Well, we've been really lucky to have a couple Colton folks here on the podcast. We've had Jessica Gomez, which was our very first uh, guest on the show, Tiffany Hampton, who is a rock star. Yes. And now we have Lynette White. So that's pretty exciting. Oh, thank you. Yeah, those two ladies are phenomenal. And if you're talking social media, they are really two principles to watch. Those are two accounts that you should definitely, definitely watch. They're they're very innovative in their thinking and they're great at storytelling. Mm-hmm. So I'm. we're going to dig into social media today, and I'm super excited because social media has, I've, I've loved it for, I've been a principal 18 years, and I feel like I was kind of dabbling in it before it became a thing. Yeah. Um, and so I know how important social media is for you and just communicating out to others why they need to get on board. So I'm so excited to pick your brain today for people who haven't started or even are just starting to get started of what they need to do next. So my first question for you is going to be, why is social media so important? Like, why do we need to get on this? So social media is is my life. My kids laugh because they're on social media and they're like, you get paid to do that? That's like, <laughs> that's like a thing that happens. But um, social media and education don't seem like a natural partnership, although it totally should be because 89% of Americans are on some sort of social media. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like 79% use two or more platforms. So that's where your people are. That's where that's the yeah. space that you should be in. So if you're looking to reach out to families and kind of show them what your what your district or your school site does on a daily basis to serve their children, it's the best way to reach them. Yeah. Now for you and your district, do you kind of oversee all the school accounts or does every school have the ability to do their own work and they seek your guidance for support? So every school has the ability to have their own accounts. I am an administrator on a fair majority of them. So just in case they need that backup, there I am Mm. to be able to help. But as far as any kind of guidance that I give them this year, we've started um, very excited about the brand ambassador program that we've started in our district, which you hear brand ambassadors for, you know, clothing, for cosmetics, for, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. So why not for education? We're our biggest cheerleaders. Our employees are the ones that know what's going on in the district and they know what awesome things go on every day. So we're now um, recruiting brand ambassadors from each school to help the principal. So the principal doesn't have to be the only storyteller on that campus Mm -hmm. because you guys have a million other things to do. So this person that will help the principal do their social media will be trained by me. So I've been setting up one-on-one meetings with potential brand ambassadors uh, that are approved by the principal. 
in order to set up professional social media accounts, just to bounce ideas off of each other on what what good storytelling is for a school mm-hmm. and how you can get your board on 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 board or your staff on board to um, really see the benefit, to really see the good part of social media. There's so many bad stories out there about, you right. know, the dangers of social media. And for sure, that's something that exists. But there's such a benefit to being that chief storyteller of your school site, because you get to control that narrative ahead of yes. time. Yeah, I want to I just want to echo what you're saying, because I'm I'm resonating so much. I've been fortunate enough to lead schools that are school turnarounds, um, coming to them underperforming, a lot of lack of trust in the community, mm-hmm. parents disenfranchised. And the way we connected with them, because they weren't going to come to the school just because we asked them to, right? They were disconnected, exactly. was through social media. And so we brought the school to them and being able for them to see what we were doing on a day-to-day basis kind of it kind of took away any stereotypes that folks were having of the school, not just for our current families, for our potential families as Definitely. well, who were choosing to go to other schools and through our social media accounts were able to dispel any rumors or perceptions that they had about the school. So I cannot overemphasize enough the value of what you're saying of if we don't create or control the narrative, other people will tell our story for us. And so, yes, yes. And and a lot of times they get it wrong. They get the story wrong. They don't know the culture of the everyday life on that campus. They don't, they don't know all the special things and the special staff and students that you have there. Yeah. So by you controlling that, you're definitely front loading that. Mm-hmm, for so. sure. Now, you used the word engagement a couple times when you were talking, and I want to ask you, engagement historically in schools has been defined very different ways. It usually means parents showing up on campus, volunteering. But in 2022, how would you define engagement, especially when it comes to social media? That's a great question. I think engagement is totally different now, especially Mm -hmm. post-COVID, where there at one point wasn't a campus you could go to because we were all home. And then there was a campus, but you couldn't go on because you couldn't Mm -hmm. go see your kids. So when I first started at Colton, we were kind of still on that parents are not on campus type of thing, but we were still having very cool things for their students. Yeah. So um, one of the first things that we had was a lunar festival. And I went, I took photos, I took videos. That was one of the most watched things on Facebook and Instagram because our parents were not able to participate. Mm -hmm. So engagement is a totally different thing now because you don't have to engage in person. You can engage just as effectively via social media where they feel like they're still a part of what's going on on that school campus. Yeah. And even engaging them in the comments or engaging them in their DMs. Like we get so many DMs of parent questions, parent concerns, and they may be at work. They may be shuttling around their kids, but they know that if they send us a message, we'll get back to them. They Mm -hmm. don't have to worry about calling the school, maybe being put on hold because school staffs are so busy right now or just missing the hours that the school is open. Right. Social media gives you that extra that extra trust, like you said. It gives you that extra place that they can go to for information where they trust that they'll be responded to in a timely manner. 
Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we're talking to folks who are really interested in social media. So what are Lynette's tips for social media success? (laughs) Hit us with a few. Okay, so my tips for social media success is keep your profile professional. So we're talking one thing, having a school account. The school account definitely has to be school-based. You want to show what you value at that school. That's not just academics. That's not just fun activities at lunch. That's kind of the whole story of your school. What are the things that you value as a leader and you would value in a school if you were going to send your students there, if you were going to send your own kids there? What would you want to see? So you mm-hmm. want to you want to tell the story of everything that happens in that school, from arts to sports to after-school programs, and definitely academics, staff highlights, student highlights, like just really celebrate the awesome things that are going on. As far as any other tips, I would say be consistent, but don't be a quitter. Mm. it's really easy to say, oh my gosh, I don't have time to do this. And I had a bad week. So I I guess I just, I I don't have time to do it anymore. Yeah. Social media is always there and it's really willing to welcome you back with open arms. The community is always there waiting to see what the next thing you're going to post is. It doesn't Mm. matter if there was a lag. And my third most important post or thing that I always tell people is reposts count as posts. Retweets Mm. count as posts. So if you're in a week where you're maybe in a funk, where you're just busy, you've had, you know, district people coming, you've had other people visiting, you have IEPs and going crazy, retweet something that someone else on your campus tweeted, and that counts as content for your school. You're still storytelling. As a matter of fact, you're amplifying the voice of the others. Mm. I love it. And I was thinking that, you know, one little tip that I've had is take pictures of everything. Everything is content, right? So yeah. I if if I couldn't post something, I had walked by a door and someone had a quote posted up, it now became a social media post, right? Like yeah. anything and everything can be content. So bank up photos and just have a little file in case you need to pull something. And that's exactly what I have. I have a little storage file of these are things that didn't make the post today, but that doesn't mean that they won't appear on the post next week. Because we all have our phones in our hands 24-7. And like you say, the easiest little snapshot of kids playing on the playground even, or just Mm -hmm. students engaged with their teacher in a lesson, those are things you can post later. You can post for weeks to come. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so now I'm going to ask you the opposite. If you had to give any don't do tips, (laughs) what would they be? My don't do tips. I would probably say don't overthink it. A lot of times I tell people the caption, that's the one thing that I hear. The caption is the hardest thing to think of. It is the hardest thing to think of. But it really isn't. The picture tells you the caption. Like everybody thinks they have to be super funny or really witty. And really parents, occasionally I am funny or witty on my posts. But for the most part, they just want to know what happened in the picture. Mm. So (laughs) something as simple as, you know, lesson with Miss Smith regarding, you know, biology or something like that. Like, The most easiest caption is the go-to when it comes to social media because the picture or the content is really what's telling the story. How often are you like really delving into those captions? So Mm -hmm. don't sweat stuff like that. Don't let a caption make you not post that day. That's good. I'm going to remember that one. Yeah, I hear that from people all the time. Oh my God, but I don't know what's a caption. 
I'm like, yeah. just caption what the photo is. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. That's good. No overthinking. Okay. Any other don't do tips? My don't do's. Yeah. Be professional. Be yeah. professional. Just really, really be aware of who your audience is and what you want to portray to that audience. So mm-hmm. as far as like your school account, that's one thing. But if you're going to have a professional account, like the principal of the school, that should be your professional account as the principal of the school. It shouldn't really have mm-hmm. a whole lot of your personal life. There should be very little bits of that because you still want to be human, right? You still mm-hmm. want them to know you as a person. But uh, really focus on keeping it professional and maintain it as a uh, professional portfolio. Because a Absolutely. lot of times when you're going for that next promotion, Boards are looking at your social media. The first thing that they do is they look you up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to see what you're about. So your resume speaks volumes, but your social media profile does as well. Right. So that's a great transition because I heard that from you of social media can be your professional portfolio. So can you talk a little bit about that? So like I was saying, social media is a great portfolio. For myself, I can say that My social media presence is what got me the promotion at Colton Joint Unified. Mm. Before I came to Colton, they were all looking me up. (laughs) Once it was announced, you know, that I was the one that was going to be coming in as a communication specialist, uh, apparently everybody researched me because when I went to the sites, my very first thing that I did that month was meet every principal at Colton Joint Unified. So I set up appointments just to have a quick meet and greet, put a face to each name and Uh, really introduce myself as a resource to them. And the resounding thing that I would hear is, oh, I already know who you are from social media. Right. And I really love how you tell stories. So it Mm -hmm. allowed them to kind of know who I was, what I was about, and buy in. I was Mm -hmm. able to get that buy in a lot faster than if I was just some stranger that was coming into this new district. Yeah. So I have a question for you then, because uh-huh. as you were talking and I'm I'm hearing this because it is true. Like I when I went to my last site is I've Googled you, right? Like they've <laughs> yeah. they've done their research. <laughs> so would you recommend as school leaders we have a professional account that highlights our leadership, or is the school account enough to kind of also tell our leadership story? So it depends. If you're a social media newbie maybe start with the school account Mm -hmm. so that you can build that up and start with that. Get that kind of under under control where you feel comfortable enough. And then definitely, I think you should have a professional profile on your own as a site Mm. leader, as any kind of leader, just to show, you know, this is what I'm about. It's a little peek into your professional life. It is a great, great, great asset when you're interviewing for a position. Hmm. It's something that I actually put on my resume um, because I'm very confident in what I'm posting on my professional social media Yeah, um, that I know that will be a benefit because they mm-hmm. can see what I value. They can see my form of storytelling. And for a leader, they can see those same things. They can see how you lead, how you lead a staff, how you motivate your staff. They can see those things in your social media posts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so good to know. So for all the new principals out there that maybe have not started a social media account yet, 
Mm-hmm. What would be a tip you'd say, start here? So for new principals that don't have any kind of social media, I would say start with creating a professional profile. And I would say Instagram would be the easiest platform to get on. That's the one where you'll reach not only parents, students, and staff, but the community as a whole. That is probably one of the more utilized platforms across the board. Like Facebook is where your parents live. Twitter Mm -hmm. is where your professional network lives. But Instagram kind of dabbles in all of those areas. Yeah. So I would say if you're going to start out, start out with Instagram. I'm so glad you said that too, because I feel like that's another stressor for people is that they have to be everywhere and do everything. And you've just given us permission to say, just, it's okay. Yeah, definitely. It's okay. Yeah. Definitely. I would rather you be on one one platform than on no platforms. Yeah. Because soon enough, you'll realize that it's it's easy enough. And then you'll kind of spread your wings. And there's definitely apps out there that can help you, you know, post something once and it'll go to all your yes. your platforms. So yeah, that simplifies things as well. But yeah, I would start and I would definitely and for anyone in education, I would start on Instagram because Instagram will get your your key three, your students, your parents mm-hmm. and your staff. Absolutely. Okay, fantastic. All right, as we wrap up, we do our fast five, Lynette, so we get to learn a little bit about you. And it's not going to be anything about social media, maybe kind of. But our first question is favorite leadership book. Okay, my favorite leadership book is More Than Enough, Claiming Space for Who You Are, No Matter What They Say by Elaine Welteroff. That is kind of an odd choice. I didn't, I love Dare to Lead, but this book resonated with me because it is about owning your power as a woman of color mm-hmm. in maybe an avenue that is not typical for people of color, such as leadership and education. Yeah. So it really resonated with me in that sense, especially me in the communications world. Uh, there's not a lot of people who look like me. Mm-hmm. And so kind of being okay with claiming the space that I'm taking yeah. up and owning it. Mm-hmm. So Okay, I'm, I'm off to get that book after <laughs> we, we sign off here. All right, favorite app? Would be Twitter. I love Twitter. I'm a Twitter-holic. But for work, I probably would say Hootsuite because Hootsuite mm-hmm. is one of those apps I talk about that you can post it one time and it'll post on all your social media. Yeah. Okay, best Amazon find for work. I just recently got a vlogging kit for a social media competition that we're having at work. So every month, a school site or department will be winning a vlogging kit and a monetary prize. So cool. Yeah, so the vlogging kit. The vlogging kit is really awesome. It makes you feel super professional while you're out there. And it, I think, makes people want to post more. Yeah, I'm just going to say now, you're kind of making me want to come to Colton Unified to work. (laughs) It's an awesome place, I'm telling you. (laughs) Just saying. All right, favorite song to put you in a good mood? Uh, That would be Love on Top by Beyonce, because anything by Beyonce just warms my heart. (laughs) Yes. And now I want you to think about when you, you first started your communication work, one tip you would tell your first year communication specialist self. I would say be patient and just wait because it gets way better. Mm. All right. Well, thank you so much. Lynette, where can people find you to connect with you? 
So on Instagram, I'm at Lynette White Social. And on Twitter, I'm at Lynette W Social. And I would love to collaborate. Any questions or anything? Yes. Yes, she does. I approached her in an elevator and she was like, (laughs) yes, let's do it. So thank you so much for your time today. This was amazing. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Lynette, for sharing your actionable strategies we can start to implement right now. And also a huge thank you to Class Intercom for sponsoring this episode and is the perfect tool to complement your social media strategy. Make sure to check them out. If you've had some great takeaways from this episode, don't forget to share with a fellow leader. As always, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, this is Dr. Shana Henry with the Principles of Success podcast.